when some people are tossing their high strangeness salads, they go for Skinwalker Blue Cheese, Skinwalker Balsamic Vinaigrette, or even Skinwalker Caesar. But Steve and Joey, they know that only one thing will satiate their paranormal cravings. They're hungry for Skinwalker Ranch. Today, they're chowing down on a pickled beet salad topped with white luminescent orbs, attractive college interns, and plenty of good shoot! All with the side of Season 1, Episode 4 of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. High Strangeness. That's a big old swing. We're calling this whole fucking episode High Strange when the whole series is really about that. You know? It's all there. Yeah. Dragons even on board. Oh, he's dragging balls, man. Yeah. Well, sack dragons is your yeah. ghost hunter name. <laughs> you know, y'all notice how, uh, you know, me and dragon get a little more close in this episode. We, we bro down a little bit, you know, and he's, uh, he's a little nicer to me. And now that he basically, you know, when a dude feels like he's got a barf and he's with another <laughs> man and another man says, Hey man, you're cool. Then you fall in love with them and then, yeah. uh, you will die for him. You talk him off that ledge of all of his sins, <laughs> which, you know, you do the math. That means that, you know, uh, like Judas or someone like had to barf, like felt a little nauseated and Jesus went, Hey man. But he said, Hey, or no, sorry. Jesus felt a little nauseated. And then Judas said, Hey, you're cool. And then Jesus said, Oh man, I'm going to die for all your guys sins now. Cause you're, I got you. you. You were cool to me, bro. So you're my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're my boy. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felched sick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to a little makeup episode, a little makeup tutorial. Welcome to my channel, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, make sure and highlight the bell so you get all my notifications for my Ding. new videos. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, we're doing a little makeup sesh for last night um, when uh, Sarah and I were in the ER instead of recording. So thankfully, everyone is okay. But um, I'll get to that in a little bit and kind of keep it short. But um, if you notice anything weird with, we're not sure. You may, he might sound totally normal to you, but Steve is not recording from a submarine, um, even if it sounds a little tinny and strange in my headphones. So right, nice and uh, normal here. Yeah, doing a normal own, record. But... So it's almost like I'm picking up your laptop's microphone. <laughs> it's you know what I mean. Like it's another nice mic that you have for yourself. But well, let me let me triple check. But I don't think that should be. Yeah, you can check it out while I'm vamping and doing the housekeeping stuff. So uh, make sure and support the show at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. Because, of course, this is Hungry Foreskin Walker Ranch presented by probing ancient aliens. Our little our little uh, ancient aliens hiatus uh, show uh, that we're doing for the next, I don't know, a few months, I guess. Uh, And then if season three comes out of uh, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, maybe a few more. But um, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'm uh, getting my, my, my Yeti here. So you get yeah, uh, two exclusive podcasts every month for only $5 a month or more. One of them is probing deeper or we probe a few knuckles deeper into all sorts of shit. Kind of our catch all our catch rag show. Uh, and then uh, adventurous ghost, which is our ghost adventures podcast, which is very similar to probing ancient aliens and hungry foreskin Walker ranch, but about the travel channels, mega popular soon to return to discovery plus with new episodes, uh, show ghost adventures with the, the hunky, as you said, Zach, Bagans and his crew of ghosty demon fighting boys. Uh, and then uh, if you want to buy merch with exclusive art, like our logo or like disc golf art, because we're like, disc golf enthusiasts, disc golf, and, and that art will be on apparel and things like that. Masks. Uh, who was the most recent person t-shirts. who uh, gave a, a five star review of the apparel? 
Oh, was that Patrick Matthews? I think Patrick Pat Matthews. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, you can get all sorts of that gear plus real disc golf discs uh, as well. Steve is selling those over at Black Hole Supply Company dot com. Make sure and spell out the word company, not co co dot uk because that would be right. dot cut or like all the fucking lobster back British bastards are. Thanks, company. Charlie. There it's, you go. Yes, <laughs> we kept it highbrow on the business. Yes. I I strictly sell. Uh, ethically sourced cum pennies here. <laughs> <laughs> I personally extract the uh, uh, the revenue myself. <laughs> there are I, I extract the uh, product development myself. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of research. Yes. Um, In the back. I just choked on my own uh, quote unquote spit. Again, <laughs> <Like laughs> the, the coating for the pennies there. Um, we have a little section here called reaching for the stars where we're going to ask all you little prolapster dots out there um, to give us five star ratings on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever you hear your podcast and review us in the comments of that rating. And we'll give you a shout out on the air here and read your actual review. Wow. Chartable says we've had 250% monthly growth in our star ratings. That's excellent. So nice. um, I think we read that one. So what is two. Today? Yes. Yeah, so from Bo Bandy and uh, 12M Rich, I think. So uh, Bo Bandy, number one super fan of the show, number one Galactic Daddy over at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens, uh, gives us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, unblocked, unedited, uncensored by Apple. So I guess he, I think Bo Bandy found the correct rhythm for posting our five star. Uh, well, it's weird. His went off, then on, and then the other one I sent, which I think you still have, was there. Now it's gone for me. In oh, that's iTunes. right. He had two of them, huh? You're right. Well, he's got one from Friday. Yes. And from then there's another one that was there too, and now it's gone. Hmm. So maybe okay. Well, but I think I screen grabbed him, and I think you got it anyway. So he's to he found the perfect cadence two for one special so uh i guess one for two special <laughs> uh but but Manny writes something different but kind of the same five stars like true podcast greats the boys effortlessly pivoted to the foreskin like to the foreskin like a rabbi to a newborn <laughs> uh nice to have some um uh i almost said over overstable i got disc golf on the green hmm. nice to have some observable strangeness to comment on uh has to help sorry nice yes nice to have some observable strangers to comment on has to help. Nevertheless, I think we are in store for some good content as listeners and supporters. My takeaway so far, I will quote oft mentioned Tom Collins, T O O O sorry, T O O L that spells the dragon, uh, the most punchable face on TV. Um, couldn't agree more, but, um, uh, cause even if he's being nicer, his, as we'll see in this episode, his kind of, uh, dopey, like, I don't know. I don't want to say a farmhand because the uh, right. the farmhands on Skinwalker Ranch, uh, one of them worked in the, with huge tech companies in software development, and the other is a published anthropologist. But now they're homesteaders on Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch, <laughs> uh, which was insane. I, I think I I think this was the last episode I watched when we watched this first chunk of the show, and uh, I forgot that. Yeah, I was like, wait, aren't these guys like? semi not geniuses but like very you know potentially yeah, well people. off and and, and uh, yeah and and uh like well into a career and now they're the caretakers of skinwalker ranch which i mean hey 
I guess, especially for her as like a scientist, technically, uh, that, uh, I guess I probably wouldn't pass up the software either, but, um, anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, 12M Rich from Apple Podcasts Canada. Hey, eh? well, I got a Sir Dubbingsley one here too. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, uh, 12M Rich says, I'm sure I'm sorry. No, I put that in there because sorry is how they say sorry in Canada. Um, Gives us five stars and says, I stayed for the giant balls of Childress impressions. Uh, that's it. That's the first sentence. I really enjoy the podcast going through every episode. The comedy is gold, and I really enjoy how you view the show. Making fun of the show, ancient aliens, parentheses, uh, although sometimes interesting, is the only reason I watch it. Thanks for the great content and the laughs. Thank you, 12M Rich. M, oh, my God. 12M Rich. Yes. And this one from Sir Dubbingsley. Again, this is the one that disappeared, but I had screenshot. Oh yeah, you showed me this to one. You. Yeah. It's big boy voices, satisf- satisfaction guaranteed. <laughs> uh, ever heard of a skinwalker? Do you like ranch? <laughs> Are you perplexed by the mystery surrounding foreskin? Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you have any? Some or none at all? Look no further. Steve and Joey are here to guide you through the dense and murky schmegma that is the hunt for Skinwalker Ranch. Five stars. Do you have four skin? <laughs> Do you have any? I don't know. Can you fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have four skin, my son? You know what's crazy is for the first time ever on Zencaster here, your audio lines look just like mine. I was going to say yours if anything, are bigger than mine today. Oh, see, and, and it, I mean... But yours, they're pretty similar. Right. It's like for the first time, because usually yours are like very yeah. wide waves and like very spiky and whatever, and then mine are like, I'm assuming how yours look to you now, but interesting. It's very strange. I wonder if Zencaster changed something, like updated something, or... I don't know. I'm what, confused with everything. <laughs> I always forget, because we're, we we paid the, uh, the monthly fee on Zencaster to remotely record... Uh, we do have the option to have video if we wanted to look at each other, but uh, we could. Well, we can that. post that video. We just don't have anywhere to post it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll upload it to Twitch <laughs> manually. <laughs> um, but and uh, yeah, we'll comment we'll in the chat via yeah, text we'll as it's playing. <laughs> we'll have a fake chat going. Um, but uh, or if we had the Discord, I guess we could have been looking at that. But uh, right, right, right. Um, no crazy news other than nothing paranormal. But this would be more fitting on probing ancient aliens, but the, uh, uh, the James Webb telescope. So kind of the, the successor to the Hubble and the Kepler and all that kind of stuff, um, that has, you know, insanely high def and insane amount of zoom and all that stuff. It's supposed to be able to peer back millions and or billions of years into the fucking universe, you know, as the speed of light goes. So, uh, the James Webb telescope, uh, mirrors are fully open and the telescope itself is now fully operational, fully deployed successfully. So that's going to be, that's going to be really fascinating to, I mean, cause when you look at like the fucking, you know, the pillars of creation and all those classic space photos, those are already like beautiful and fascinating and weird enough, you know, and now we're going to get way better shit. Plus it's supposed to be able to filter by the, the different, um, uh, energy spectrums too. So it'll be really interesting to see how they put those images together or even seeing them with basically the equivalent of uh, scientific Instagram filters on see. the photos. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, I guess cause it was his first time or her for first time. 
I guess 12M Rich will ask, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Joey? I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Weekend wasn't too wild, but again, like I said, everything kind of settling back in here. Um, Saturday, was that Saturday we went golfing? Disc golfing? Yes, to La Mirada. To La Mirada, which was pretty fun. I haven't played there in six months, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, just because, yeah, like moving and then for, further away and just craziness there. And then, you know, all the last couple months being wild. So, yeah, I think at one point we were playing there once or twice a week. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so it was good to get back out there on that course. Um, speaking of reviews, I was looking at one one star, which I know we don't like to read those, but this <laughs> one was hilarious. Let me see. Okay. Where... Is it new? Uh, no, it's from like July, but I don't remember, but oh, it wow. says, okay. been listening to the Destination Chili episode for over half an hour now. They are talking about college and golf. These <laughs> dudes just like to hear themselves talk. I'm not listening anymore. They don't talk about the topic. <laughs> like, like he's like live reviewing oh, the show. Right. It's half an hour in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, all these, all these people are the same kind of people that say, uh, that you know, give Yelp reviews for one star because everything was perfect, but the parking sucks. So one star or something. Right, like right, 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 right. It's the whole. And experience. again, if yeah, if if you're into the show and in or into our show, I guess it. That, I guess that's what they don't like is that it's our show, not the show. Yep. No, um, I, I I've said it before, and I know you agree, but it's like I'm I am glad that our reviews are pretty much all either one star or five stars because. No. If they were a bunch of two and three star, even like like a bunch of a ton of four star reviews, they'd be like, "Ugh, there's just something missing then. Like, what's missing? There's some special sauce missing from the show." But because people either love it or hate it, then that means we're we're yeah, doing something we right. Something sauce, to be proud of. Um, the schmigmachegma. Yes, that's the that's the new line of the pennies that I'm releasing. Exactly. Is, is, uh, <laughs> Release the pennies. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but I yeah. thought of the term, uh, frisbee or frisbee or frisbee <laughs> Yeah, freeze beef. <laughs> yes. Uh, in regards to, because I was writing some notes on my phone in regards to what we were talking, that project we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> have we ever said frisbee or frisbee or yeah. something before? Freeze. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, oh, there was, there was quite the crowd today at uh, El Dorado. I went this afternoon mm. after my six and a half hours of meeting straight were finished. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, hit a good spot. Are always bad for me. But yeah, yeah. Uh, hit a good spot. And uh, but yeah, there was there was quite a handful of the the regular characters there today. Oh, so at hole one or um, hole seven? Uh, they were actually on the they were on hole fourteen. By the time I went, I was on hole ten. Um, and it was, uh, the, Oh, they were playing. Yes. It wasn't, it wasn't the, um, um, Hobolo crew. It was the bro below crew where the big mm. guy with the goatee, um, that looks like Dorsha's sister husband, which I always wonder, maybe that's him. I don't think it is. Though. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I he's, he's like, he's like another, he's like a ringleader of like more of the broy, like let's drink and play kind of guys, as opposed to the trash Hobolo weird surf right. hippie nazi fucking people over there right 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 because right. yeah there's that like super skinny surfy guy yes, yeah but he can be nice and he's let us play through before mm -hmm. he's the only know. one yeah. yeah when he's not out there throwing rollers right. um but uh 
Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. Uh, you were still talking about your. Oh no! I mean, yeah. I think that was uh, pretty much it. Yeah, because yeah. Someday, oh, the, I mean, yeah. the biggest related news. So I don't repeat it, but uh, we went to Portillo's Chicago Beef oh, and yeah, hot dogs for the first. first time afterwards. And <clears throat> usually that place is at the very least big. I mean, that's called th- talking about frizz beefed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually there's r- at least really bad farts after that place because the sandwiches are, you know, big, sloppy, delicious, like marinated Italian beef sandwiches and hot dogs or sausages. Um, and uh, usually there's at least you know, some, some juicy fruits coming out, but then a lot the of fruits of your labor. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm going into labor as I have to shit, uh, right yeah. afterwards or sometimes a few hours. It just hits me even when I don't get the spicy peppers or any of that. But, um, uh, they were, it was the first time in, I don't know, maybe since the first time we ever went there together or maybe a couple times that it was fully open and operational post pandemic. So we, you know, we could sit anywhere. We didn't have to, you know, whatever. So, um, and, uh, something was fresher or better or I don't know, but like it was, I felt great afterwards. I mean, maybe because I was fasted and I, I don't think I'd eaten since like Like 11 AM the day before. Well, yeah, so So I had dinner, I had dinner on Saturday, but it wasn't uh, wasn't super late. So yeah, fast food. And then you were, I feel like last time we went or in our you know, drive through days, you would get diet soda. Yes. Which always is a trigger as well. Which is your big trigger, which I'm assuming you didn't, you just did the shake this time. I got iced tea and a shake. Yeah. Right. 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 Yes. There, there were a couple of times I got iced tea or just water instead. And I still got uh, a dastardly duker, but, um, I was very pleasantly surprised and didn't even, didn't even make a poopy till the next morning, which was very nice. Including I've never had problems there. If anything, it's when I get the cake shake, you know, and I got that mint shake and I was like, Ooh, if something pushes me over the edge, um, it'll be this shake. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was all good. Oh, Um, yes. One of those chocolate, uh, like mint chip shakes that actually tastes like there's some real mint in there, like a little bit of real mint or you get that shamrock shake vibe, but you know, not all the way. But how natural, not just strange green. Basically, (laughs) I always feel like McDonald's takes the leftover, um, mint fluoride from dentists and that's what they put <laughs> yeah, to they flavor, which I'm not really complaining um, you know because probably like two drops of that shit would make the whole shake taste like mint chip or whatever it is but uh, yeah, definitely definitely not from your grandma's kitchen um, oh no oh no so, uh, hot take McDonald's is just a little bit processed guys okay <laughs> if, you think it's, if you think it's you know supplied by Whole Foods or something you are dreaming Right. So pro tip for the day. Um, my week was, was good. It's still not bad, but, uh, uh, closed escrow on the house. So be moving as we talked about briefly. So that's been good. Um, but in my life, the deal's done. Yes. Uh, when we'll be moving in beginning of June, first couple weeks of June. So, uh, we left ourselves like, um, I don't know, 10, 11 days, uh, after the current residents move out, they're moving to Arizona. Um, so that we could kind of slowly just bring like small packed, but you know, like load the kitchen up, like all that stuff. So that hopefully it's mostly essentials and really big stuff that we'll have the movers take, uh, on that day. So, uh, that's exciting, but yes, as one stress ends, another must begin. 
And, uh, and so we didn't record last night cause Sarah and I were at the ER. Uh, luckily we were only there for about three hours total. Um, but, uh, yesterday, uh, around, I don't know, uh, sometime in the morning, Sarah woke me up and said, Hey, like, uh, come look in the bathroom. And I thought it was of course a big, a big Monday poopy that she always shows me. No, but, um, right. Uh, no, she, Oh, it's time for lunch already. <laughs> yeah, wow. Early lunch. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> bonesy. You say bonesy. Yeah. Oh, bonesy. I mean, you spoiled bonesy. me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are just looking so kawaii this morning. Oh, okay, uh, these Harry Potter books are just so organized <laughs> now. I don't know if you saw that super duper inside baseball. Shouldn't talk to Oh much, no, but... I did not see that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were mixing in Sarah because we're in the recording. Oh, of the Harry no, Potter someone books, else has so. gotten their oh, Harry boy. Potter books graded or something oh, and wow. sorted and liked by oh, collectors. Yes. Wow. By the sorting hat itself, yes. which is what I call my condoms. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it sorts the fucking cum away from my yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, which felonies I can get processed for. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I got to get these. Uh, to go bags to Portillo's. They need some uh, flavor for the new seasonal shakes. <laughs> uh, Daddy's come. <laughs> yeah, that's the summer you know, shake. Yes. I oh God. News flash: The world's become America's new favorite shake. <laughs> da- what did I say? The Daddy come shake. <laughs> it says caramel, caramel, salted yeah. caramel. Nobody knows the secret ingredient, but it's called the Daddy come shake. Uh, <laughs> Speculation arises. They think it could be edamame. <laughs> They're all freaks here in Chicago. Um, but, uh, oh, kitty time. Uh, so, wakes me up and says she has a couple, like, three different pregnancy tests that say positive, And she has a little onesie that she bought from the um, Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, because I asked for one or two shirts for Christmas or my birthday from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, directly from there. And she bought a little onesie that said something. It was like a, a new member of the Mothman Expedition Society or something like that. Um, and so it was very, we were very happy. And then uh, around four o'clock, she called me crying and said she has a little bit of spotting um, and her back hurted a little bit. And so sent me a picture. It was like the lightest, lightest little bit of, you know, I mean, I'll, uh, most of what I think, I feel like most of our listeners have kids, so this isn't being morbid or whatever. This is just a part of life, but, um, uh, a well, little bit of spotting. Talk to us. Exactly. Um, the tiniest bit of spotting, nothing like dark red or anything, but being that we are, uh, at risk for another ectopic, if you are ectopic before, uh, we, you know, our new OBGYN and ourselves, we're like, we're taking zero fucking risks. So, um, we tracked the, um, if, if any pain increased or anything increased for like 15 minutes, half hour, um, she called our OBGYN back and she was, and they were like, Hey, this, it might be nothing. You know, some women just get, they call it implantation blood. So if the, you know, the, this, this pregnancy is only maximum two, two and a half weeks old. And so very early on. Sometimes you get some implantation blood, which creates exactly what she saw, you know, and on her pads and stuff. So, uh, but because, because of what happened before and because we know that you're not, you need rest and you're not going to get any sleep, just go to the ER now while it's still light out and you hopefully won't be there all night and go get an ultrasound and all that. So 
we did that. Um, luckily, like miraculously, we only waited about 15 minutes before getting the ultrasound. Uh, took a little while. Uh, it was longer to wait for the results from, because, you know, the doctor has to interpret the results from the ultrasound tech. So we went over uh, after a while. I mean, and oh God, that that ER, I mean, within the first two minutes, two completely piss-smelling hobolos were walking in. Uh, apparently that ER, like 10 years ago, used to give out, like was known for giving food to the unhoused. Um but uh, that hasn't happened for a very long time. And and they just wouldn't. These people had no, no, they weren't there for medical issues. They were there to make noise, to use the courtesy phones um, and bump into people that had like slings on and old ladies in wheelchairs. And it's like, I'm not, it's not like an anti-homeless thing, but I was like, get these fucking security, get these people out of this area, like the lobby, right, at least, right. you know? And so um anyway but uh he's fucking riffraff we're disgusting in there but um there were also plenty of uh karens and whatever the male karens are there too um who they wouldn't put their fucking masks up on their mouth or nose even when they were being asked to constantly uh one old man uh told the uh nice uh gal that worked at the the reception desk who i mean it was busy there too uh he was like He's like, yeah, where can I get some food around here? Where's the cafeteria? She's like, oh, it's it's closed for patients because of COVID. That's fucking bullshit. And I'm just, and she's like, and she literally just was like, hey, go tell the hospital leadership. You know, it's not my problem. So I was like, it was not, these guys have to deal with so much bullshit. So shout out to medical staff at any time in an ER, but especially <laughs> right now. Um, but uh, there was a man who I wanted to throw up against the wall and snap his neck, who was, did not seem homeless. He was around the corner, about 30, 40 feet away where there are courtesy phones because he kept saying that his phone didn't, he had a cell phone, like a smartphone, but it didn't have a line is what he kept saying uh, to the security guy and people that kept fighting with him because they were trying to use the phone and he would shoo them away and da da da. He was also dragging his foot, like limping, Apparently, he had just been discharged um, from the hospital after a few days. I learned all this because I had to wait for Sarah to take a pee test. And the bathrooms were right next to that uh, phone station. And I wasn't going to let her walk over there with him. So um, this uh, this lady, sorry, well, the annoying thing was that while we were still sitting in the lobby, he would pop around the corner to uh, of the wall where there was a hand sanitizing, uh, hand sanitizing station, the little automatic little those kind of little you know it pops and and squirts it out the foam and uh and he did that every 20 seconds for over 10 minutes straight and Mm -hmm. so he kept getting a big dollop of foam and he was wiping his latex handed left hand like michael jackson latex glove when i finally went over there he was like wiping down the phone station wiping the phone off that was now like dripping with hand sanitizing foam he was wiping his dead cell phone off and eventually, uh, this lady who was hospital staff in like a suit, she was, I thought she was like police or someone like there to get rid of him, but she was waiting for him to get off his, what was clearly a fake phone call on this courtesy phone. Um, and also, and meanwhile, he was there in that spot for two of the three hours that we were at the ER last night dealing with this phone stuff. So she is over there waiting for him to get off the phone. She looks like she wants to blow her brains out. And I'm still waiting for Sarah. So she's like, okay, sir, sir. Uh, and he's and he's like, 
he had like a French accent. He's like, he's like, what, what, what do you need? Uh, he's like, he's like, I- I'm just using the phone. I'm using. She's like, sir, I've just been told to give you this paperwork. Uh, what is that? What is that? She's like, she's like, this is insurance information. My insurance is private. My insurance is private. And he's and she's like, okay, well, this is insurance paperwork to tell you how you will be billed after this for your care. Who sent you? Who sent you? Hey, who the fuck sent you? And she's like, sir, what are you talking about? Who sent you to talk to me? How did you know I was here? How did you know? And then she's like, the doctor sent me. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm, I, I'm, I wanted to kill this guy. I mean, obviously he was mentally unstable, but, uh, while I was like, while while Sarah and I were kind of in this like high stress emotional state, it was just like trying to keep cool. It was a, it was a very good lesson in keeping cool in a very high stress situation, but, um, a lot of, a lot of energy in that room from a lot of different people, a lot of smells and scents too. But, um, anyway, uh, went over. So the result of the ultrasound came back, uh, took the P test. She thankfully didn't have like UTI, her like kidney levels were good, all that stuff. Um, the ultrasound it's, it's too early as we figured it would be, but the ultrasound at two, two and a half weeks, it's too early to find any pregnancy tissue anywhere. So, uh, couldn't see anything in the tubes at all couldn't see anything in the uterus either but uh uh they did find a um like a cyst in her left fallopian tube which we had never found with all the other tests we'd done over the last year before so at least that's good to know uh the doctor did not seem concerned about it but she said that's why you might be feeling some of the cramping on your left side which we were worried was already potentially like an ectopic burst or something like that right so uh anyway she said um you are okay it doesn't mean it's not ectopic. It doesn't mean it's not a normal pregnancy. It doesn't mean you didn't just have a miscarriage, but, uh, um, keep with, keep with the plan that your doctor has already given the OBGYN, which is every three days, she takes a blood test to make sure the pregnancy hormones are doubling every three days, uh, ish. Uh, if they are doubling every three days, uh, over the next two weeks, then when things are still relatively safe from having any sort, you know, I think she ruptured at about five or six weeks last time. That's only that's the only time it's big enough to do that, really. So um, she is safe for now, but now it is a kind of a constant waiting game and making sure that she is not having any uh, that any of those symptoms we were worried would get worse, like any cramping or heavy bleeding or anything like that. So it's like if the spotting turns to heavy bleeding, then we need to go back to the ER. It's just everything is go back to the ER if, if X, Y and Z gets worse. So um definitely a play it by ear thing but uh everyone please send healthy positive baby vibes uh to me and sarah because it doesn't mean it's like over or anything send, but send that daddy's cream milk oh yes special. Yes, yes exactly <laughs> i mean i think portillo's has a kind of like a coffee.com thing but yeah, it's for yeah. it's donating those milkshakes so um yeah we could really use the help from from the daddy come uh, portillo's <sighs> shakes that aren't even out yet, you know, but, uh, yeah, they're on their way. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we are, we're like trying not to get our hopes up, but also trying not to be cynical and we're just trying to be present and be thankful for every day that she's healthy. And we'll just have to see what these blood tests say. Cause it's literally all we can do for now. So, right. um, anyway, the good thing is that we are a thousand times. We've already taken more actions than last time based on all of the learning. So, um, at the very least, it is extremely unlikely that this situation, even at its worst, would get anywhere close to what happened last time. Because now right. we have a whole different group of people helping us and obviously wisdom from the last time and all that stuff. So, yeah. 
Um, just a just just life couldn't let up even for a second, which is very frustrating. But uh, at the same time, I was really just thankful that she was able to come home and we could sleep in our own bed. Even the fact that I could say, "Okay, so which ER would you like to go to?" instead of having an ambulance take her there right. was was a blessing in and of itself. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, made some great pizza this last week, uh, really doubled down on the Buffalo chicken pizza with blue cheese dip and uh, green onions on the top. That was delicious. Um, yeah, disc golf was very fun. Um, and, uh, good, good vibe too. I mean, there was no, you know, uh, you know, it was uh, like perfect weather is nice. Classic SoCal elitism where it was sunny, probably about Somewhere between like 68 and 70 something degrees, yep. sun's out, enough breeze Guns to keep out. it cool, you know, some clouds rolling, give me a little spin of shade. Yep. Uh, you know, big baby Brandon out there, you know, again, he gets me all the time oh, yeah. with just his weird one liners or just mm. impressions and things just kind of <laughs> almost out of nowhere at times too. And I just start dying. So, yeah, I looked, I looked um, across the street yeah. where there's kind of a, an escarpment um, where some houses are kind of raised. There's the you know housing tract across the street from the border of the park. And there was a little black cat walking down this, you know, 10 foot little, little uh, ramp of dirt. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, black kitty cat. And then <laughs> You like, and it was because there was like a seven or eight second beat where I was like, okay, I filed that little observation is over. <laughs> and then he turns and he goes, it's a, it's a panther, a black panther. Yeah. Oh. panther. yeah. <laughs> and I lost that. It was right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, also, also nice because I, th- I think one of the biggest things from all of these high stress situations in the past year is that. Uh, and plus a lot of my therapy, which I had a really fascinating session tonight, but I'll get into that another time. But, uh, uh, is that like, I, I'm, I'm able to put things in more and more slowly, but surely put things more into perspective. Like, I don't think I had one actual angry feeling. I was like, ah, fuck if it's like some putt or whatever, but I was just kind of having fun and being thankful that I could be out here, you know? And, uh, Enjoying it was the fun. Moment Obviously, it was fun to present. play. Yeah. It's fun to play with you again, just because we haven't disc golfed in a long time. Because I couldn't go yeah. whenever that was the other weekend. But, um, but uh, yeah, it was just yeah, it was nice to to be present and uh, and just uh, you know fucking check out and get my sons out, buns out. I had my assless chaps there. Yeah, and uh, you know, and it's this is me. Cool. You know, hey, it's getting too in- intimate between men, so I'm going to make jokes. You know, like we exactly. all fucking do to avoid. <laughs> homoerotic love for all men that we see every day all day beefcake-arama yes <laughs> um but uh yeah nothing nothing other than that of uh of note in the past yes week. so um are we ready to get into it already here i think we sure. are baby. holy shit um the 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 first segment as usual with the secret of Skinwalker Ranch is a quick recap of the previous episode. So we yeah. finally get some payoff from the secret fucking crazy bunker esque two foot thick concrete square room that's under Homestead One that Candace and her husband Tom. So I'll refer to uh, Tom- Thomas, uh, whatever is uh, you know, Sir Thomas. Yeah, it's a Thomas Hindleton or H- Pilkinson or whatever the main Thomas that is the. Yeah. Uh, ranch um, 
the ranch hand, the head ranch. What is it? What's his fucking name? I can't. Uh, ranch operator. Right. Because uh, the ranch manager is the fucking uh, guy from the Metaverse that uh, cried last episode. <laughs> uh, and it's annoying because he's not on the show enough for me to remember not, his name. You know, he, he so, wasn't in this episode, right? Not at all. Yeah. Okay, not yeah. at all. Um, again, to the point where it's like, why are you even on the show then, bro? Like, you don't right. <laughs> you know, bring it. He was no. like introduced as one of the main fucking dudes of the crew in the first episode. And he's like barely been on it. But no. uh, but yeah, Thomas is our main Thomas with the head injury, the potential radiation induced head swelling and scalp splitting injury. But then Tom is the husband of Candace. So Tom and Candace are the uh, Skinwalker Ranch caretakers who just started like probably a week or two before the filming of the show. They'd only been there as of like the second or third episode. Uh, what Travis Taylor said was a, a few weeks at that point. So they're living in Homestead one. They had already reported hearing knocks and sounds and crazy spooky shit coming from the basement. So the kind of cliffhanger at the end of the last episode was them sticking a camera through a glory hole of this strange little room in the basement and seeing what looks like like ash, like from a fire, and then bone fragments. And then that was the fucking cliffhanger as the credits rolled on the last episode. So uh, setting up perhaps a sinister, maybe even, you know, ritualistic, you know, happenings in the fucking basement of the homestead. And, uh, but again, insane that it's a uh, two foot thick concrete square of a room that was relatively newly built was pristine and clean inside other than that debris the debris from the the hole that they drilled and the debris the ash and bones and whatever was in there so mm-hmm. uh uh they're introducing you know they, they they recap it a little bit and as they're coming back and talking about oh that like that could be bones in there and and talking head travis taylor's like that is just downright spooky uh and thomas uh is in there as well and he's like there's just so many things in this house that, that just don't add up, you know? And so this is like a very starting off as a very ghost adventures, episode <laughs> kind of vibe to it, even though it's all well lit and everything. Uh, and then we have a, a nice little session here or section here where we get to know Tom and Candace a bit. Cause they've never really had a talking head moment. They've never really been on the show yet in a significant way since the cold open of the first episode where they were by the dead cow that they're all running to. So, uh, right. Tom has like a, um, a very, like almost a Jeremy Corbell kind of vibe. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's, he does not seem like a fucking ranch hand. And as, as we get the, the, you know, the, the background a little later from Brandon Fugel, he's, you know, he's, he's, he was a fucking guy that it's like a programmer that works with big tech companies. So he's a definitely like a white collar guy. And it seems like a guy that, uh, could be, that you would see at a brewery hundred percent, but like could be really annoying and douchey or super nice too. Like you just like one of those guys that could be a total dickhead yeah, uh, with all the bros there stuff, or he's just there with his wife and his like young son or something. They're hanging out and just whatever. So God, um, it's my young son. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're here for that. Uh, uh, daddy come milkshake IPA collab mm-hmm. they did with Portillo's. <laughs> um, but uh, it's got real daddy lactose sugar in it. So yes, uh, Sarah has to take a lac a lactard a, la- a lactic <laughs> enzyme pill, which we call lactard around our house. Uh, right, in <laughs> literally, this without even laughing anymore. Like, it. hey, did you take lactard? We're having pizza. <laughs> are, you, are you? No, but seriously, did you take? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. The, yeah, he's 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 talking about the knocks. He's talking about the weird vibes and whatever. He's like, you know, the sounds of mostly 
been at night and Candace is on. She's like, uh, she's like, we've heard these knock sounds and she, she goes like, you know, knock, knock, knock. Like, and she says it comes in three knocks, which is of course the demonic mocking of the Trinity by the demonic forces that are knocking to piss you off. It's like, that shit is so fucking crazy that it is so, that is like such a specifically roundabout way to to do what they these ghost hunters and investigators are saying that it does right <laughs> like it's just so fucking strange but and it's like all scratches on the body come in three claws except for all the ones on this show that don't and because it's it's usually one three or four and so it's like there's a handful of them that are three but also those are the ones that they're showing on Ghost Adventures. But anyway, listen to Adventurous Ghosts for more commentary and imitations of Zach Bacon's and the crew, just like that one. Uh, but yeah, she said they've heard that knock, knock, knock under the floorboards at night. Like so, while she's standing in the kitchen, uh, the 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 knocks are coming from the basement floorboards, so the ceiling of the basement, which is the floorboards of the kitchen, and she can literally feel the vibration of the knocks. So that is pretty crazy. Uh, Tom talks a little more about uh, the stuff that happened to the uh, Shermans, which we've talked. They, I mean, there's a, there's a, they're, they're not even writing a line and there's a little bit of repetition in each episode, but so far it has been a nice little, like maybe like a total of one, one and a half minutes of like clips from the previous episodes or explaining things. They talked about 10 times last episode. They keep it very small. And it's just enough to keep perhaps like a first time viewer to the show to keep them updated. Right. So it's thankfully not like many reality shows or even ancient aliens in that it just like rehashes stuff constantly to fill space. Like there's, that's what I like about this show, especially is there's so much going on and the pacing is good that I'm not getting bored with any one experiment or any one excursion somewhere or any, just any right. one beat of the of the, the episode yeah, there's enough change and juice happening and it's kind of jumping around but still making sense exactly like if if somehow ancient aliens were about the secret room the whole fucking episode would be about the secret room and it would end it would keep showing before it goes to commercial the microscope part you know like like cliff hanging right. and all that bullshit and and well, and then it'd talk about houses and various rooms and right. spaceships exactly. and aliens lived in houses on Zeta Reticula. Like, it would just be like... Is it possible <laughs> that a room was in a spaceship? And researcher, was... researcher Mike Barra claims there are entire condominium developments and factories for blue-collar workers on the moon. Hey, I, I, I mean, I'm just telling you, I don't wear a mask. I don't give a fuck, you know. Uh, these people are stupid. Did you listen to that? I haven't yet, unfortunately. So the that t- one time I was abducted by aliens yes. podcast interviewed Bara back in September. So go listen to that and hear on how their on their special interview segment of the show, like the Power Butthole Hour, or whatever the fuck it's called, or butt stuff. Yeah, butt stuff. Power <laughs> Just to be clear, butt stuff is not a different show. It's a segment. It's like okay. Um, um, but anyways, yeah. So he just sounds insane on that thing. But like a note. true, a true conspiracy alt writer kind of guy. Oh, yeah, and he's like, we need to, we need to have a conference, but in person, you know, a place where we can actually all hang out. Right. You know, Florida, Las and, Vegas. And didn't, oh, and didn't you say that he said as there. a rule 
they would that there no one could wear masks if they wanted uh, to. No, that okay. that wasn't. It was just, but it was just like that. It had to be in person and couldn't be, you know, a, a virtual thing. And you had to have people interact. And oh, he misses CNN should be there. And it's like, <laughs> you think they would be there otherwise? I don't know. it because they go a whole thing on. You know, he he is so boned up over Tom DeLonge and to the stars and. Just the the jealousy, like he goes, yes. he, I hate him. He's stupid, blah blah. It's like, no, you're just jealous. Yes, and and oh, and then is... talk shit on what's his face, Lou Elizondo, and how he looks. Right, and like yeah, you're commenting on it. someone's <laughs> looks and how they dress, and he's like, yeah, you shouldn't wear a collared shirt like that when you have no neck. And it's like, well, you shouldn't uh, comb your hair forward if you don't have any either, Barra. But right. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Barra doesn't have a fucking neck either. <laughs> well, yeah, that as you well. Yeah. But yeah, no, he is he is especially bummed that his pool of convention center sliz has completely dried up in the pandemic too. I think that's right, 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 right. That's yeah, where he whether was, he's a cheater or not. Because right. is he married? I feel like he's married no, no, or no, something. He was married, I think, but he's. I think, I'm pretty sure he's okay. Because I thought we went back and saw he was, or I don't know. Either way, yeah, he's a creep. Yeah, pretty sure he's a he's a divorcee, but. um yeah, he's uh, probably just, you know, made love with uh, his hand and then sipping a daddy cum milkshake from Portillo's. Exactly. Back in Ohio or wherever he lives. So, Let's see. Oh, I made a point here, too. Sorry, because I watched this yesterday, even with all the notes, you just, I still I lost like 10 percent of the, the vibe of each beat of the thing here. So uh, forgive me. But um uh, I made a point that I was like, I don't think I would have the fucking balls to live there like him and Candace. You know what I mean? Like they're they literally never leave the ranch. I don't know what the situation is with Eric and you know Doctor Sagala. Like I'm I'm assuming they leave and sleep somewhere else every day. Or you do see beds and stuff in like the command center or the other homestead. But I'm guessing those are just for like Dragon and uh, Caleb or whatever the security. I, I don't know. I, right. It's still not clear who is staying there because i would have to think that uh the nearest hotel is probably not for 15 20 miles or something like that which isn't you know out in the middle of nowhere it's not well it's it's almost like is this tiger king but like well-funded people that aren't as gross exactly yeah, yeah like they all live on the property they're all you know working for this one crazy person and and that not that the billionaire guy's crazy but just like they're all here for this goal and kind of don't leave, but he probably also actually pays them and their houses are actually decent, not just <laughs> trailers yeah, I, I, on the yeah, house where they're well, stuck say, on the stupid. land. They, well, he, they might, he might even have like nice, like celebrity style trailers for them to live in or, you know what I mean? Like, or, well, I think they get into or, some of their houses, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the homesteads. Um, yeah. Cause I guess that's true. We haven't seen, I think there's three homesteads and we've only seen one and two or something yeah. like that. Cause one, I again, think yeah. Maybe people drive to and from the, the property too. Right. right. Could be know. wrong too. Maybe they're only five miles away from the nearest town and that's where they fucking have their home base or something. You never yeah. know. So, um, but uh, anyway, back to the present in the basement. Uh, Travis is like, so we need to just knock that hole in there and get right through it. You know, so I'm just like, then the concrete fucking comes out. They, they, they're not fucking around on this, on this early part, which is great. So, and we get uh, a little HHT session here or something I call hunky hammer time so we get uh, travis banging away with a sledgehammer and we get a little t- uh, talking head travis hit and he says whoever did this wanted to seal something in or keep something out and thomas thinks that he can quote uh fit through that hole and he crawls on through 
feet first and um they're both wearing a pretty pretty decent not ventilated mask but like almost the the one step down from that and i was like oh how they would have to get used to those masks so soon after this because this was filmed in the summer of 2019 so uh it's just crazy to think it's like oh they're wearing masks where it's now that's just a, a part of everyday life for the most part uh winterton is thomas's last name i made a point to write that to remind myself and he's busting out of the hole talking to travis shows him some respect uh he you know he goes on a whole he's like he's like now i'm I'm surprised you know i i gotta give it to thomas because with all the health problems he's had you know based on digging at the ranch and doing experiments just like this like he's still the first just saying that he's gung-ho and all that stuff and and i totally agree like he is not um he shows no trepidation or fear like he he seems like the second most excited compared to travis um that of like doing all these experiments and things like that so because i think he kind of has the biggest as the guy that's operating the ranch day to day i think he has kind of the biggest connection to it and i think he's been there the longest because i think he might have been here before brandon fugel or before this show or a crew was started it may i think it was just him and brandon for a long time before there was like an actual new, you know, Eric and Sagala and the science crew here, you know. So yeah. Um, Sorry, side note. I'm gonna have to send this to you. I'm trying to see his weight, but there's like wiki.ng. I don't know what that is, but it has a Mike Barr thing. Oh. And it has body measurements and lifestyle. <laughs> he had to write this because it says he's worth five million dollars and his wow. um, working as an uh, engineer or whatever. Oh. Is his whatever his wealth which is bullshit because sometimes they <laughs> people say he's even lying exactly and it says um okay mike barra is a global famed author and tv star with flamboyant good looks chiseled <laughs> physique and sharp persona with considerable stature followed by a sweet smile feisty looks the 58 year old Chap appears to be undeservedly hot and happening. Oh, wow. This New York Times bestseller, Mike, deserves a success and fame he has garnered over the past few years. Um, where the hell does it? I saw. I, why can't I? Oh, with a French style black beard, perfect facial structure and sweet smile that never seems to wipe off from his face. He seriously appears to be charismatic and earnest. <laughs> At age 55, he looks half his age with glowing skin. I'm like, what the hell is wow. this? This has to be fake. I mean, it's it is fake, but wiki.ng, you said? Yeah, it's wiki.ng because so, I did Mike Barra Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, like he had to write that. Yeah, I'm on the homepage. It's a very strange site. Here, let me, the, yeah, I'll send it. There's, a, there's a list of people of whom I don't recognize any of them. And then in the middle section, it's the top how to's of the website. Number one, how to become a pimple popper. Number two, how to clean copper roof. Number three, how to can you use a dented baseball bat? Uh, how to how to cancel your Vimeo account? How to learn Chinese in five minutes? What happened to Max Scorpio on General Hospital? That's a thirty-year-old fucking soap opera. Uh, what is geocaching and how does it work? How to delete your brand yourself account? Whatever that is. There's two more. How much is a Browning Belgium twelve gauge worth? And how to contact Sir David Attenborough as the last. <laughs> who is the narrator of planet earth and all these you know bbc yes. famous B- bbc um british animal documentaries <laughs> uh, the number so. one thing on the music list is a uh, soul asylum's runaway train lyrics there we go 
Uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll give him on the way on the one way track. Um, so we'll dig into that later, but yeah, that is insane. <laughs> Sweet smile. And yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, so Thomas is, uh, right before he comes out of the hole, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, it's uh, kind of feeling lightheaded in here, whatever. And, you know, Travis like, yeah, carbon dioxide could build up real bad in there. And, uh, and I get, you know, I guess just because it's a, I mean, it is, it is weird. I get it. I'm not saying they're wrong, but it's, it looks like a, like a 12 by 12 foot hole or something. So not that, not, sorry, not even that big, like a six by six foot hole. Um, so not as big as like a, a standard, you know, bedroom or whatever. And there's a, a big enough hole that an adult man can get through there. And I don't know how much the carbon dioxide would build up unless there was something weird going on. But um, right. Travis goes in the hole with Thomas and he's like, yeah, kind of stinks in here, though. And they're yelling at each other, even <laughs> though they're there's no power tools anymore and it's quiet. They're like they're yelling really loud. And Thomas, yeah, like, oh, yeah real bad. And uh, I forgot I wrote this note. I wrote, we'll quit farting, Tom. (laughs) Uh, Travis is gathering all the bones and shit from the pile. And it looks like a little, like, mummified mouse carcass is on top. But I think it's a trick of the eye because they never really, they they gather the whole thing. And that's not what comes up on the microscope. But um, talking to Travis uh, says, now, what's weird about this box is that it looks like it's brand new. So, they're back in the command center. So just making the point, like this was not built with the house. <laughs> this was uh, all, all the stranger. If it was built even in the last few years, even the last 10 years, right? Because that would mean that somebody snuck onto the property somehow and built it, which is insane to think um, that the, the pre, you know, Robert Bigelow's team came onto the property and while they were doing their thing, built it for some reason you know, his NIDS science team that was here day in and day out for years. Um, or somebody that lived, you know, the previous caretakers built it for some reason or let somebody else come in and build it, all of which are very strange uh, reasons. So uh, they're back in the command center to look at what is, uh, uh, was in the pile of ash, potential bones, what have you. And Eric asks a pretty relevant, you know, question. He's like, He's like, if the rest of it was uh, was clean in there, I mean, what would have pushed all that stuff into a pile like that? So he's saying, like, there was no other than the rocks and things like that. Like, when they, it was just the camera in there, there was a tiny pile of debris on the other side of this box. And then in the other corner was where this pile was. So they're like, if nobody was in or out of there, how the fuck did this ash and bone and whatever, doesn't even matter what the stuff is, how did a small pile get formed in there it means that somebody was literally in there and cooked yeah did something like had a fire or this or whatever and then uh left the room and built the final wall (laughs) behind them or something right so with with also then having no perfectly having no debris or you know globs of um mortar or anything like that on the inside of the fucking because like that's what's crazy is the inside of the box looks formed with plywood. Like it was poured concrete. Um, even if it was like, like cinder blocks, but it looks like poured concrete formed in a box. And the, to be fair, I think I noticed in some of the shots, it looks like the ceiling of this box is just the floorboards from the kitchen. So you could argue maybe at some point, it still doesn't explain why it was built, 
But you could argue that some shit just fell through the floorboards or something, right? But it's not like this is some rickety-ass old house. It's been remodeled, and there's, like, tile and shit on top of the floorboard, so that doesn't make any sense, at least in since Candace and Tom have been there. So, um... Uh, Travis Taylor wastes no time looking at the shit under a microscope. It's cool. We have a very clean image of it. Uh, oh, I wrote it. Looks like a lot of mud and ketchup are in there. <laughs> um, and little cliffhanger from the first segment here. Travis is like, what the hell? He's like, that's either a tooth or a rib. And then it goes to commercial. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Eric reminds them. He's like, hey, guys, this is the lowest magnification setting. So let's let's go in more if you want. And I was like, this is great. Instead of instead of these fucking shows always being like, oh, well, this is as good as it can get. And it's kind of blurry. And it's this like this is actual evidence. Very sharp. Uh, they do a classic like as they, as they zoom in, it literally looks like a real version of the enhance. enhance. <laughs> All right. Uh, quadrant a four enhance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Travis points out that there's like a piece of what looks like brown leathery skin in there, like like some. Oh, yeah. What, and he said is that that, that could have been mummified in there if it was recent because he's, he's like, because if it was recent, you just smelled it. <laughs> so yeah. basically saying that's with smell, right? If something died in there. Even through those floorboards or whatever, you would have smelled that in the basement, right? Somehow, if there's any air escaping at all. So, oh, that's wet beef. Yeah, <laughs> y'all been to Portillo's? You tried that new shake? It's pretty good. Uh, my daughter's addicted to it. Real strange. I mean, I think it's yeah. fine, but she just like can't stop talking about daddy come. Yeah. <laughs> and how she's addicted oh, to it. Yeah. Oh God. Um, they are focusing on the red. What look to me like red flakes in there, and Candace. Candace goes, that looks like it's fresh still. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not criticizing, but I'm like, no, it doesn't. I mean, it, lo- it looks like dried blood, I guess, because it's not like dark brown or purple, like dried blood. It looks, you know, but I'm like, not dark brown. Right. It, it also doesn't matter if it's, you know, fresh or not. It's like, clearly, if it was fresh, they would be wet. They would be smearing under this microscope. Um, right. But maybe she meant like, this doesn't look like it's 30 years old or something like that. Right. So mm-hmm. um, Eric asks, he's like, he's like, uh, He's like, so do you think this, this is like a weird, <laughs> I kind of laugh because it was like a fake dramatic, like, I feel like they asked him to ask this to the crew so they could react. He's, he's like, do you think this could be animal or could it be uh human? And then <laughs> there's like, there's a long pause and dramatic music, but then it like, <laughs> it just, it, it cuts itself off. And Travis is like, nah, that's too small to be human. <laughs> like, it's not even mm-hmm. like considered, which You're is fine. Right? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like a weird little fake moment, but uh uh, cuts to the next day, and I literally wrote the cattle coming in. Uh, so they're shipping in a bunch of cows to the ranch because up to this point, since the last owners, there has been no livestock on this on this ranch. So and on, featured on the show, except for, I mean, spoil alert because the first episode that cold open, one of these fucking cows is going to die, which is pretty yeah. sad. Yeah, he's um, fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon Fugel comes on to uh, kind of explain the history of the cattle mutilations and setting up the, so this is like one of those things that's like, all right, this is 30 seconds of what we've already heard before, but it's fine. Like it's not, doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's respecting the viewers intelligence so far at, at episode four. So uh, I did make a point like the, the bait pens and the observation towers. This is a very kind of California thing, but it looks like the fucking Manzanar internment camp that they used to have Japanese Americans in that you can still go to as a museum out off the 395 as you're like driving up to mammoth or wherever too. So, um, but, 
Uh, Kelly Crozier is, uh, I don't know if we'll be seeing him again, but they made a point to give him a little, uh, you know, bug crawl on the, uh, on the screen. And he is the cattle rancher that, uh, is, I guess, so maybe we'll be seeing him. I don't know, but, uh, they, we have this like too long, a segment of like showing Thomas trying to get him to back the trailer up properly. And he like almost hits the, like, no, no, no wait, turn, whatever. But, uh, uh, before that, Thomas is like. He's like, man, that's a lot of cows, man. He's like, you think it'll work? And Kelly like has a pause and he's like, oh, we'll make her work. <laughs> like very, <laughs> very excited, very sexual. But um, uh, Brandon Fugel and is now explaining who the fuck Candace and Tom are. And so it's like literally showing Tom, you know, working away on a computer and it shows her on like a fucking archaeological dig because she's an anthropologist and whatever. And it reeks to me, it reeks that uh, of of him having met them at like the tabernacle or something like that. I'm like, there's gotta be some connection. Cause he doesn't say that they're old family friends. He just says that he met them and they're, you know, top in their career, but why the fuck else would they, unless, unless he's, I mean, again, I don't know. He must've met them through church or through something, but, um, he clearly offered them a lot of money to leave those careers, <laughs> even temporarily yeah. to, to do this. So, um, Eric is telling the story of the uh, Sherman's cattle. So this is a famous story. I think we talked about it on the um, the mystery of Skinwalker Ranch episode or whenever we were doing Hunt for the Skinwalker, which was Jeremy Corbell's documentary. But um, worth telling again here really quick. Basically, a shit ton of the Sherman's cattle were out and about bopping around. They The Sherman's turned away for about five or ten minutes. They came back out to the cattle pens all of the cattle and they're 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 reductive just for the sake of time not to leave things out but like the story is weirder than eric retells on this episode they turn around uh and come back the cattle are all gone from the outdoor pen area they are all jammed into this small trailer they are literally there's literally no you could not even put a, a piece of paper in between the cows here. It only must have been aliens that built it. But uh, no, they, they were they're in there and they're in a catatonic state. Now, on the other documentaries in the episode of like probing ancient aliens or, or sorry, ancient aliens uh, that went over Skinwalker Ranch. The we- even weirder part of the story is that like there physically was like no way they could have fit through the doors or opened them and like all this other shit, too. But regardless a couple dozen cattle are sh- are somehow within a few minutes in a fucking trailer. And not only like you would think that if they were in there, they'd be spooked and freaking out because they'd be claustrophobic trying to get the hell out of there. Right. Uh, Cause I think on one of those, they were like, if a cow was shoved in there, unless they had been trained to be shoved in such a tight space, they would be bucking and like breaking the walls down and stuff. But these, all these cattle were just literally in a daze, like in a catatonic state. So they had a hard time like waking them up and getting them out of there. Even getting them out of there was tough because it was like one of those little square puzzles where there's only one square space and you have to move, you know, to make the puzzle picture all around it and stuff too. So anyway, uh, talking to Travis says, uh, now I'm very excited to see how these cattle behave on this ranch, but more importantly, how this ranch will behave with these cattle on it. And I was like, Oh, well done, Travis. That is a great, <laughs> that is a great line. Uh, goes to commercial, comes back, back at the command center, we have we have moved on from we already had secret p- possible ritual uh sacrifice room under the basement uh reports of knocks and scary you know ghost kind of shit in that same homestead uh we've already had fucking cattle being delivered for future kind of fucked up you know bait experiments and things like that and we're already 
building fucking there's already a rocket building station outside of right. the command center. It's like <laughs> boom, it just keeps moving. Like it's so good where it's just like, oh, we're on this fucking rocket experiment now. Uh I can't remember if I wrote it here or I said it on the last episode. Uh they make it seem like building like acquiring and building rockets is really fucking easy. <laughs> like they have like three rockets here because they're like, ah, one happened then we'll do another one, then we'll do this third one just for the fuck of it, you know. And uh well some of them can be, it just depends on the level. Because this thing didn't seem to get that high. Yes. It did not go like the 5,000 feet that the weather balloon did. It's, yeah. It seemed to go about a thousand or 2,000 feet up. And this, yeah. It, were, it was bigger, but reminded me of the rockets I would launch as a kid with my dad. Yes. It's just like, Oh yeah, you set it up, build it yep. goes up about that high yep. and then shoots off the, the parachute. Cause that's when they're all like orgasming. Good and shoot! Gets like Good the, shoot! uh, <laughs> yeah, the full dad rip just yeah. like, yeah, like the, the leg up. Fully the metal, yeah. Pumped. Like the fist pump down and I'm like, okay. Oh, shoot <laughs> oh my god i was dying um no. yeah no rockets were fucking huge when we were kids like in the 80s oh, yeah. like you i mean you those were it was one of those things that was never got it because they were always too expensive but like you go to toys r us or you could go to like the discovery store um or imaginarium which was like a, i don't know if that that mall toy store was uh in other other yeah. parts of the country but no because the rockets even back in the 80s were always like 150 bucks or more because they were a fucking rocket, you know? So. Well, yeah, the one, I mean, it maybe it was 90s, but, um, yeah, the ones I had, I mean, I think they were like 20, 30 bucks. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the ones I always saw were like rocket kits that you had to build and. Yeah. It that's was what we did. Or certain whatever, but yeah, so. Yeah, because you would buy the kit and then, because literally it's just, at least the ones I built. So there was like a couple like Star Wars ones. So like when those came back oh. out. So that's why I know it was like mid 90s. Um, but yeah, I remember I had a black one that had a helicopter function. So instead of oh. a parachute, it 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 shot the head propellers forward and then out. and then flung out the propellers and wow. then yeah, it would come down. But they're basically tubes of cardboard, a weighted nose, the rocket, or and then the parachute, and then it's the engine, and then you have your igniter, which is just a dumb little battery thing that you push a button and it connects a circuit, Sparks. and then that ignites. Oh, okay. Um, the rocket but yeah i mean the engines were if anything were like because you're, you're blown through those things right, right, right. but yeah it wasn't like crazy crazy expensive yeah i, the ones, I, the ones, I, I never really saw toy ones or licensed ones i always saw the ones that were like a like a true like this was a science experiment rocket but it was sold at these not like you're yeah. not like a, a kb toys it had to be like the toys that had a range of educational toys it's like right. it's almost like something that you might find at Barnes and Noble now, just because Barnes and Noble has that kind of educational stuff that doesn't really belong anywhere else. If you can find a Barnes and Noble still, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, we would go that, or hobby shops would have it. That's yeah, that would make sense too. Yeah, where the the RC car craze was happening when I was oh, a kid yeah. too. But oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they're building rockets out there, and uh, 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 Caitlin the intern shows up. <laughs> She's uh she's one of Travis's quote unquote interns back at the University of Huntsville, Alabama, and I wrote uh, this seems like a bang bus episode waiting to happen. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's like it is really funny though because there is there so far the only female on the show has been Candace, and she's she seems like a very like you know like a classic anthropologist, like you know a mature, attractive lady, but she's you know obviously out and she's outdoorsy she's digging for archaeological stuff you know she's just like a, she's a you know what you fucking think of as a a more of an adventurer type person 
And then you see like Caitlin, who's, you know, 19 or 20. <laughs> and hmm. it's like, oh, of course, Travis, you picked the what I'm assuming is the young, attractive female intern to be on the show. Uh, not saying that she couldn't be the most promising or whatever, but it was just it's a very strange vibe to have all these dad energy and dad aged men or even grandpa aged men around this young girl. So <laughs> hey, um, grandpa aged. also, I mean, it's cool for her, but also seems completely pointless to, for, to have her on here because she doesn't really say anything. And I think she just is like helping put the fucking wires together on that. That's like the only thing you right. see her doing is like, and dragon is watching her very closely, <laughs> watching what her hands mm-hmm. are doing very closely while she's building. And this he's uh, yeah, drooling a little bit. Yes. Oh, I make some weeping. I make some notes a little later about that. But, um, uh, now Dr. Sagala points out that as some of the rockets are coming together, the first one, anyway, that all the keys, he's like, Hey, look, uh, all the cows decided to come out and look at, look at the station here. And they're like, wow, that is fucking weird. And they're all they're all kind of crowded in one little group. It is strange, though. So they're up against the fence close to where they're building the rockets. And that'll come into play in just a little bit. So uh, the rocket's pretty high tech. There's an RF meter in the rocket that hooks up to a phone app that has a spectrum analyzer on the phone app. And so the RF meter is going to be pinging back results of the RF levels on this spectrum analyzer app. And uh, seems pretty easy, like I said, to build a rocket. They kind of just gloss over it. <laughs> Rockets, were, which I appreciate. It's like as much as I think it'd be cool for a second, I'd be like, yeah, let's just fucking shoot the rocket off. You know, let's, let's get our get our rocks off here. And they do they do a little flashback <laughs> of the because uh, Travis is talking about how Dragon is much more cooperative and everyone's kind of gung ho about these experiments now. So they do a little flashback to the debate on um the the digging to dig or not to dig on episode one and it is very clear now that i've seen a few episodes it's very clear that that was probably a producer enhanced segment like that whole debate was not like dragon is clearly acting in that well no, what, okay. kind, I think well, what kind of into... hornets did you have you know right right, right. <laughs> yeah no that felt very much like okay dragon you've got to be sort of the one against it yes like we're gonna like we're idiot. gonna cast you as the antagonist here but right um and so now they're turning it into this little kind of comeback story but it's not i don't whatever i don't care but uh it's it's all fun just because he's a, he's a dumb person who isn't he's not as eloquent as the rest of them so um that's why he's entertaining but um he's like uh travis you know talk, talking to travis is like you know these guys were against it but now with all the data we've been gathering they're they're not only willing to poke the horn's nest they're eager to do it and caitlin oh yeah caitlin's one line is uh inserting safety key it's good <laughs> uh, that made me blush i wrote in my notes here hmm. um the rocket launches and fails to launch its own shoot so we got bad shoot uh, for this first one, and uh, and I laughed when Travis goes when it starts falling, and they they kind of establish it's not going to fall on them. He goes, "Now that's just what you call a missile." <laughs> <laughs> like, what is a rocket without its parachute? It's a fucking yeah. missile. And um, Travis always has another rocket ready to fucking go. This time, I don't know why they didn't do this the first time. He's like, "Now Eric wants to get a little fancy with this one, so he's not only detecting RF <laughs> levels, but he's gonna he's got a gamma radiation detector in there." And I'm like, that's cool. They can see if an invisible Incredible Hulk is uh, floating up in the sky there, causing all of these problems. Be ready for Travis. (laughs) Dragon pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
that's got a, a cool dragging... that's, that could be our uh, black metal band name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um a little more now, uh, metal, who yeah. here uh, sings uh, in Deutsch? <laughs> <laughs> right here, right here. <laughs> Uh, talking to Travis says he explains now gamma radiation is very dangerous to humans. So if this test comes back positive, it can mean that we're all in real danger just being out here on Skinwalker Ranch, which that's a really good point. It's like, if there's gamma radiation, even a thousand feet up, if, if they're going to be fucking filming this show, let alone people living here, then that is a constant trickling at, at the very least of gamma radiation coming down. Right. So uh, Eric has also has a, a Geiger counter, uh, maybe a Geiger counter app. Um, and uh, uh, it has a sound effect kind of as it, it just has that classic, you know, Geiger sound effect. If gamma radiation is present, I don't think do they end up finding any. I can't know. Yeah, there is a spike. Uh, they do find a little, a quick spike, but they don't, say, I'm sure they find something. They don't pay off remember. the Geiger counter thing with the cool sound effect though. So, um, Dra- oh, this is where Dragon is very interested with Caitlin fiddling with the rocket. <laughs> she, mm. And it sucks because she clearly knows what she's doing. And I think Dragon is staring because he, she clearly knows what she's doing. <laughs> oh, I, I wrote, uh, I think you can see a little glisten of wetness on the front of his pants. There it is. <laughs> uh, the cows start hauling ass away as soon as the next rocket gets mounted to the ground, which is pretty crazy. They're, they're like fucking mooing and, and Sigala says there, we don't really, can't really see it because they're further away now in a very tight little group. There's actually, there's one cow that is not in the group for some reason. And all the other cows are in a tight little huddle. And that looks like there's, I don't know, uh, 20, 30 head, a head of cattle. I even said it right. Um, and, uh, now, this this is something I don't think the show has not really been painting itself as some as a show that edits things to look cool or whatever. This could have been easily edited because we don't really get a shot of like like we don't get a pan over of it happening. We get a lot of cuts and then voiceover saying, "Oh, look at the cows! They're over there and fighting." And going yeah, the crazy. cow thing wasn't really weirding me out because I've driven by cows a lot and like they're just probably getting settled in and they're hurting up because they're like, I don't know where the fuck I am. These dickheads just rolled me out here. Right. Let's yeah. I, I did. I did here. forget. This is like their first full day on this ranch. And it could be because that one cow did something to spook them too. I don't know. But, um, but regardless of if that is faked or not, we immediately get our first like on screen, no cuts, no butts, no coconuts. Right. Uh, fucking UFO sighting. We get a white fucking orb in the sky. And they're seeing it. Camera zooms in. It's there for a few seconds, kind of moving around. And then it literally goes like, like it vibrates and just shoots off and fucking disappears. So I was like, this is worth the price of admission itself. And um, Travis says, uh, uh, he's like, now the guys are, are wanting to just still stand around and keep looking for more UFOs in the sky. Uh, but if it's happening right now, then we need to get the instruments in the sky so we can see what's going on. And I'm like, that is very smart because I would be like, holy shit, let's just keep gawking and see if it comes back, you know? Um, but he's smart. He's like, no, let's fucking test it right now to see if that caused some sort of energy spike or any sort of change, right? You playing ping pong over there? Wait, you could hear that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because my thing was muted. Oh. Nope. See, that's why I think this is like your laptop mic or something else. But it's saying it's not my laptop mic, which is weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I can hear your wooden dildo being banged around on the table. Because I muted because, yeah, I was moving something and then knocked a ping pong ball. Don't you mean 
moving something Ooh. like the cows just did. Uh, this is this is like a really interesting. Assuming the cows aren't edited, whatever. It is a very interesting chain of events, right? Like they're mounting the rocket. Well, one rocket went up, mounting the second rocket. Uh, because also we never saw that that the first rocket might have just scared the shit out of the cows, and so when they see a second one, maybe they're like, "Oh fuck, let's get out of here," because it uh, that first rocket fell out in the field somewhere over there. So maybe they just got scared that this fucking missile is gonna land on them. I don't know, but. Either way, if it's all true, the cows are running away, uh, rocket's about to go up, fucking UFO um, comes out and zips away. Uh, second rocket launches. Uh, Thomas is super fucking, he's like whooping and hollering and stuff like that. Uh, they, ha- they have a little dramatic moment here where it's falling, falling, falling. We're not sure if the chute's going to open, then boom, opens up. And this is where we get, yeah, good shoot. And he's like, we got... We got real data while seeing a UFO. And uh, he's all stoked. And uh, we get Talking Head Dragon here. And he says, my entire time on this ranch, I've never actually seen anything. But now I believe I actually saw a UFO. And he's like clearly shaken up. This is why I believe that they all saw that. I mean, we see him pan up and stuff, too. But um, Eric immediately wants to study the UFO footage, like frame by frame back at command center and dragon goes, Hey, uh, this is where he's dumb. It's like, as if not all the rest of them experience the same thing. He goes, Hey, this is all fine and dandy, but, uh, I can't believe I looked up in the sky, saw this thing and without it moving, saw it basically vaporize into nothing. It's like, yeah, we, we all know, you know? And so Travis is like, yeah, and we may have caused that. We may have done this experiment and caused it to react. And, and Thomas, makes a, a good but very funny point here. He goes, well, you know what? Everyone's telling us uh, don't dig, but who's been poking up into the air just now and causing this phenomena? And, and Travis like, yep, we're digging up. And I was like, <laughs> yes, we are. And uh, he's like, uh, stick? Hornet's nest? Huh? Huh? Like He's like looking around Much. and the dragon's like, uh, this is my favorite line of anything I've ever seen in my life. He goes, if that's your stick, then poke away. <laughs> i went whoa uh in my notes but uh uh travis wants to launch another rocket just to see if the ufo comes back now and they don't have to fucking wait long so this one is crazier than the first so the orb appears again for a very long time i think it's like a minute and there is a commercial airliner that you can see which a is cool because you can literally see that it's like I wrote like it's almost as if the orb, the UFO, whatever it is, appears next to this commercial plane on purpose so that the guys looking at it can see like it's almost like going, hey, that's what a plane is. And this is what I am. See the difference? Like it's showing you like I am not another a plane, you know, so mm-hmm. this is where this weird fucking like co-creation trickster element thing comes in where it's like. Why is it picking now, uh, you know, next to the, and it's kind of like bopping and bipping back and forth. Um, and uh, Dragon, though, starts reporting feeling kind of nauseated. He says that he feels like he has motion sickness. So they, uh, I totally forgot about their fucking body monitors that they have on. They're kind of smartwatch things. Right, right, Travis right. like, oh shit, let's look at that. And like his blood pressure's up, his heart rate's um, up as well. And Sagala confirms, he, like, he basically says, like, hey, we've all just been standing around here, so it wouldn't be, like, exercise or anything that would have made him have an adrenaline rush, right? Now, right. he could have had an adrenaline rush from 
the fucking whooping and hollering and all that stuff and seeing the UFO. But still, I believe him when he says he was feeling sick. Like he doesn't, I don't think he's a good enough actor to, uh, uh, to fake that, but it doesn't really end up going. He's, he's, as he says later, uh, he feels totally fine, but, um, Oh, <laughs> they come back from commercial because of course they, they kind of, they do a little cliffhanger style commercial break because, Oh, oh this could be another Thomas real injury kind of thing that, you right. know, oh, phenomena happen. We might have to take dragon to the hospital now. So, uh, I wrote dragon sacks the fuck up and says he's fine. Like a real man who doesn't act like a pussy or ever show weakness as all real men should do. So he sacks up, uh, talking to Travis says, uh, now, what kind of energy can cause this? Because we're, we're really playing with fire here, you know. And uh, the third rocket goes up, comes down safely. We get another good shoot. Uh, and uh, back at the command center, they're reviewing the footage. We even get a fake, like a post-production uh, now, like a, a, literally a Blade Runner-esque, like enhance. Like it goes, and then like on the quadrant that it's on and like opens it up. It's clearly not actually happening on the screen. I feel like it's similar to to this day how movies still have to make uh any sort of laptop or computer make sounds for everything that it's doing for download right, or the clicking up, for, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like it's still a fucking atari or something so um where did i just back up oh sorry uh the crazy thing is now that they're closed uh closed in on the orb in the footage you can they're playing it in normal speed and in slow motion the orb is like undulating or warbling or something you know what i mean like it's kind of like a it looks like the sides are like wavy or something like that right. now that that could be the pixels that it's moving into and out of cuz it's very close up and it's a little blurry but still very strange it didn't look like a sharp perfect little orb so mm-hmm. um Dragon is still so stoked that he saw a UFO as uh, Travis calls it. <laughs> um, I wrote, maybe this piece of shit will be a little humble from now on. <laughs> but uh, uh, now they're trying to compare the gamma radiation from when the rocket was low on the ground, high in the sky, and then back on the ground again. Um, and the gamma spiked for for a brief instant, but it spiked big time. And the gamma detector detected it, which is pretty crazy. And Sagala explains that he's he's like, He's like, well, once again, I mean, we should have as energy's going up everywhere else in the world, that energy is decreasing, but here it's increasing as it goes up. So it's, it's a very straight, you know, more, more, um, uh, evidence that there is some high energy source in the sky above Skinwalker Ranch, which is very strange. So, um, and we literally have science acting like it's not known to act anywhere else. And, uh yeah travis says uh, there, there's a concentration of energy above this ranch and he and he and sagala points out he's like i just want to point out that the readings were highest when we saw that object in the sky so he's linking when the gamma spiked is when they were seeing the ufo which is also extremely fascinating too so um almost as if like again i don't know if that thing coming into either if it traveled super fast or it warped out of a portal or whatever um somehow that caused a surge very quickly in gamma radiation, which is fascinating. Um, uh, Oh, and this is where Travis points out like all the connections of this series of events and, and kind of how skeptical he used to be. And so he says, uh, he's like every little uh, men in black thing you could do to come up to uh, explain it away is vanishing. This is groundbreaking data. And I, and I have to agree again, even if the cow is a little, you know, editing tricks and whatever, fine. I, I, 
I, I can, I'm 50, 50. I totally believe them. If they were like, no, no, that was true. We just edited it. So it looked more dramatic than fine, whatever. But I also could believe they faked it, but that doesn't really change. You don't really need the cows. The cows is like a little spice on the series of events. Right. So, yeah. um, the, they come back from commercial for the last segment and Eric, uh, sends Brandon Fugel some files and he calls immediately. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and he literally like the phone, they pick up the phone dragon <laughs> like it's like again i th- i feel like some of these phone calls are re-recorded later or they're dubbed in or something like that but um uh you know they're explaining what happened and brandon's like guys is there any way that this could be a satellite and travis is like nope uh, and he's like uh, it makes me wonder then if if this is responding to what we're doing on site and uh dragon explains to daddy how he felt sick after seeing the ufo like a fucking baby it's what i wrote uh mm-hmm. And Brandon's like, um, are you okay? And Dragon, this is like a cringe moment. And Dragon's like, you know, Brandon, I really appreciate you asking that. Uh, but I actually feel really good. Right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, dude. It's like, just, he's so clearly trying to fucking impress this guy because he's his boss, right. you know? Uh, and then I wrote, yeah, because you had a hands free orgasm in your pants because daddy loved <laughs> you for the first time. <laughs> uh, that's why he feels really it's good true. right now. Um, Brandon wrote, no, this is nothing short of historic data. And it cuts to an insane pick of Brandon Fugel as a boy scout. <laughs> like, I don't know if you remember what this looks like, but he, it looks like, like a Tim and Eric style Photoshop of his adult face on like some early eighties kids body. Like it was very right. fucking weird. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Like a very odd looking kid. Um, uh, shows a bunch of pictures of him through the years. And talking about how kind of like Dragon or Travis or whatever, that he never really had a paranormal experience at all until he was at the ranch with Thomas, like early on when he bought it. And they have some pictures of it, too. They have a picture of what he saw, apparently. And he's he says uh, uh, he explains he's like a 40 to 50 foot disc or cigar shaped craft that moved in the blink of an eye from one position to another. And then in 20 seconds, it was gone. So that was his uh, you know, first, uh, paranormal experience, UFO experience on the ranch. And, uh, he is super stoked about the findings they had today and how this is, he says, will significantly change the future of their investigation. So, um, Travis explains, uh, uh, Robert Bigelow's theory, which again, almost all of his evidence is still under uh, lock and key as, uh, Brandon keeps saying every episode. But Bigelow was quoted as saying he thinks that there is a an interdimensional or transdimensional, I guess that's the same thing, portal on the site uh, that causes all this phenomena. So that entities or intelligences or whatever um, or energy is coming in and out of some sort of interdimensional portal that is somewhere on the site. So um, and Travis is actually starting to become open to that idea, which is crazy because, I mean, Travis... Yes, Travis is on Ancient Aliens and and uh, whatever, but like Rami, he still he still has uh just a toe dipped into the pool of the esoteric, yeah. you know, theoretical paranormal stuff. He is still mostly grounded, but because but again, that toe that's a big fucking toe. That big toe is is a, it's a big Wet deal that they're wanting. even willing to. What do you say? It is wet and wanting. Yes. Uh, it's no, it's a big deal that it is at least wet and wanting a little more. So, um, 
And this just goes to show you too, like, yes, this is a show on the history channel and it's reality, you know, drama and things like that. But, uh, it, this is such a fascinating place. And so, cause it, it, it is, it's as if this is the only place in the world that is calling out to people to like dare to dare them to come test it, you know? And, uh, and it just keeps going with the pattern. It's like the more they find out, the more mysterious it becomes, which is, you know, a lot of fucking occultist and esoteric people that they'll say that's exactly even John Keel. He was like, the more you get into this, he's like, you have to have like normal hobbies and like take breaks because if you keep looking into this phenomena, you will get obsessed and it will ruin your life. Right. Just like any obsession, you know, but, um, uh, what did I fucking write here? T H S E Gala. I have no fucking, I must add a weird, Oh, sorry. Talking head Sagala. <laughs> mm. uh, I, cause I'm putting little code like names. So I know who's talking, but cause it's, it's, you know, I want to call out if it's like in the moment or if we're getting kind of an after a reality yeah, talking yeah. head moment. But, uh, he writes, he, he goes, this is more than, sorry, he says, this is more than just some anomalous activity. I mean, this is something much, much bigger. And I mean, he, he was just a doctor before this too, right? He's a medical doctor and a scientist. So, uh, for him to be seeing this stuff and be open to it is, is interesting as well. Uh, we get talking head fugal here and he kind of ends the episode as the credits are rolling. He says, you know, are we alone? Uh, do we live in a, a multidimensional universe? Are we being visited or are we being interacted with? Skinwalker Ranch, I believe, is an incredible living laboratory, or at least a place where many of these questions may be answered, or even better understood. So that's how it ends. Uh, no big cliffhanger this time, but I guess that's because, and I, I mean, to me, it works. Like it banks on the fact that the show gets captures a live UFO sighting as they're trying to do some other experiment, and I think that like this time, like this is almost like end of act one kind of thing, you know, like where it's like, Oh shit just got real to, to quote. Yeah. We're in, we've done some experiments we've explored. Now we've actually had an quote unquote incident, right. Or whatever observation, uh, beyond just again, weird radiation, obviously, but you know, a real deal in the moment kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, if, if I were a more, a casual person with the, you know, suburban lingo, I might say, Hmm. It's on like Donkey Kong now. Yeah. Um, the next episode <laughs> very cheeky, like is called Dangerous Curves. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, maybe uh, Caitlin's coming back to the show. NSFW. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's it. I mean, I'm excited for the next episode. It's. Uh, I'm sorry that I I extra. I mean, there's I we don't edit the show much. Like, there's a lot of us and ums. As we talk, but I'm sorry, I flubbed and slopped over a lot of words tonight, I feel like, but it's been, it's been a day. It's been, been a day. Bonesy uh, <laughs> type of day. Yes, but uh, no, this has been Hungry for Skinwalker Ranch, presented by Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, make sure, once again, and support the show if you like this content to get even more content every month over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens, uh, blackholesupplycompany.com for Ancient Aliens merch, disc golf disc and disc golf apparel. I was going to do the music, but now it's too late. I'm too into this now. Uh, follow us on social at Probing Aliens on Twitter, at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram, and our Facebook is still down. Uh, so fuck Zuck, as they say. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, other than that, we should be back. 
barring any stressful life happening right. next Monday on yes. twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens where every Monday night around uh, 7 or 8 p.m. Pacific time, U.S. American Pacific time, not Pacific Island time, brother, with a little shaka thrown up. No, Pacific Pacific American time. And uh, you can chat with us during the record of the show. You get a little bit of behind the scenes action sometimes as we get up to go potty. You might even catch our our shorts having some uh, drips of pee as we rush back to our seats to give you excellent content like we do every week. Uh, but yeah, make sure and join us next week for Dangerous Curves. Other than that. Bye. Bye.